This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms for women entrepreneurs to be seen and heard. This platform is for women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. These are the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they want to build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast. And today we have the quite brilliant Jade Binstead from The Ribbons Group. Jade, thank you so much for being involved in volume three of the book. And please tell us about your business. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me in the book and the podcast. Um, so I run two businesses. First of all, Ribbons Media, which is a video production company based in Hampshire, working with small to medium sized businesses to help get them seen. And the second is the Ribbons Network, which is a business network that currently runs across the South Coast and will be going up. Ooh, growth. We love to hear about that. Um, Jade, the title of your chapter is Never Too Young. And you can feel the, the kind of angst that's behind that of what you must have been told through your life. But in between all of these things of, of what's brought you to here is you talk about your mum going into rehab. I wondered what this period of your life taught you for your future. That is a big question. <laughs> um, so I kind of thought about this question a little bit. And the first word that kind of popped up to me was resilience. Mm. Um, so my mum went into uh, the Priory, which is in, well, there's lots of them, but the one in Wokingham, um, while I was actually on my first girl's holiday. Um, so I was 18, 18 in November, and then the summer after, so the July, went on this girl's holiday and got a phone call um saying that my mum had gone into the priory mm. and um at the time uh, my stepdad so at home it was myself my mum and my stepdad and our dog and um he worked away all summers um for 10 weeks um so it was normally just mum and I um so I was kind of on this girl's holiday and then I was going to be going home on my own to be by myself to look after this dog and because when you're um, a child of addiction, um, you're quite grown up. You grow up before your years. You, you're kind of quite sensible. You, you know, I, the the thought of being on my own and being at home on my own and having to like manage things didn't wasn't daunting for me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It was more not having mum there and what that meant. Um, so yeah, got home and wasn't allowed to speak to her for a week and we you know good days bad days we talk every day we still talk every day now um so that was hard really really hard um and then with Neil being away as well um yeah it was quite isolating but I was you know I did kind of what I knew what to do best and just be like right this is okay I've got to keep the dog alive like I still um I worked at the Four Seasons in Hampshire at the time I just carried on going to work apart from my best friend and my mum's best friend and Neil and my mum and me no one knew what was going on and I kept it that way I just turned up for my shifts and kind of carried on in that little everything's fine bubble Mm. um so I think at the time I didn't realize it but probably the resilience that I've always had just grew massively 
Um, and also then when, so after that week, they then invite um, the family in to the centre to, um, I think to start with, it was just to have like a group family therapy session, which is something we've never done before. Um, you know, it wasn't even spoken about. The title of mum being an alcoholic was never spoken about. Mm. Um, it's just, it just wasn't. We knew there was a problem, but it was never labelled. Yeah. Um, so we kind of spoke about it. And I think that gave me a lot of strength. Um, and it also taught me that it's OK to talk and it's actually really, really good to talk. And, you know, there was things that I um we were taught this when you do this it makes me feel like this so it's not that blame mm. it's that when this happened this is how I felt mm. and it's acknowledging how each other felt so it's I guess um strength that it's okay to talk it's really good to talk but also a good way to talk to each other about how you feel rather than blaming and that's something that I've definitely definitely carried on mm. in relationships and in work um in and outside oh. of mum you've built a business around it yeah. walking and being seen so yeah. I think that's pretty brilliant yeah. I, I think that um uh we were just having a quick chat before this that, that there's so much that when when things happen in anybody's lives you t- you take the positives with hindsight or you take the negatives with hindsight mm-hmm. and I having watched you over the years grow this business grow your strength grow your confidence the resilience that's behind it is born from these things that happen through our lives. So you kind of have to turn around and say, thank you, but it feels weird. (laughs) Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so many things, you know, mum and I have had conversations where I've gone, I'm so grateful you did that, whatever that thing was. I'm so grateful you did that Um, because where would we be without that? And um, yeah. yeah. Well done you. (laughs) When did you decide to start your own business and how has it grown? So it, has I, um, it has grown so the it, it all kind of ties in together um so um the year that mum went into the priory was also the year that I went to university mm-hmm. so had that summer of like what the hell's going on and then went to go and live in Brighton and um, for three years came back in the summer holidays and um at the end of my third year so um at uni over here you you pay for like a full year but I think we finished in like May um and I think in April time I started editing and doing some marketing work freelance for um a lady who actually lives in Hook as well so mum was walking our Irish setter this lady was walking her English setter they got talking basically for anyone who doesn't know people who own red setters are absolutely mental so they were like oh my god another one we're both mad um because they're insane dogs um so they just got talking and then mum was saying what I do and she said oh I could really really use some help with like my videos and with my marketing and so I started doing that from uni came back and um carried on with it it meant that I could go to her house and help her with filming as well and then at the time mum was a management accountant and she was like right if you're going to do this you need to set up properly because you can't just keep being paid this money and (laughs) it not be going anywhere. Um, But I also, at the same time, so when I was at uni, I did work experience for a few companies, but in particular, one that I really liked and they did short form advertising. So um, like TV adverts and things like that. And they actually offered me a job like straight out of uni. None of my friends were being offered that. And I just sat there and I spoke to mum and I guess this is answers question one a little bit as well and she said 
you do what's going to make you happy. Mm. She said, if you want to carry on working with this freelance lady, then do that. And if you want to take this job in London, do that. Don't feel like you have to do either of them because it's what's expected. She said, do what's going to make you happy. So I was like, well, I'm quite enjoying what I'm doing now. So I'll just do it for a year and see what happens. And um, turned down this job, which was like a huge thing to do. Um, anyway, so in that year, I picked up another client also locally who had sports trading software. So the first lady did... Um, she was one of the first people to teach people how to make like the fingerprint jewelry and the baby casting. And she built a business around teaching mums how to do that, but also teaching them how to start a business and do the actual thing. Um, and then this guy does sports trading software. So literally could not be more different. different. But I thought, oh, this is cool. I can do my skill, but for completely different people. Anyone, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Carried on a bit further and then thought, I think I was about... 22 23 which sounds really silly to say what I'm about to say but I thought this isn't it obviously it wasn't it at the age of 22 23 but I thought I could easily carry on like this Mm. easily um I was working kind of five days a week enjoying it but I thought no there's there's more um someone said to me to try out networking I decided so I'm in Hampshire like North Hampshire Um, So I decided to try a networking group in Dorset in case I messed it up. So then I could leave and see me again. (laughs) Yeah. But we know with networking that that doesn't happen anyway. Um, But I, so yeah, I went to it. It was at a beautiful location called Urban Reef, which is in Boscombe. It's stunning and um, loved it. And the lady that ran the group said to me, would I like to run one in Hampshire? And I was like, yeah, all right then, I'll do that. Why not? Um, love a challenge. Um, and kind of fast forward then. So that was May 2017. I started that group. The summer after, so August 2018, she then sold the business. Mm. And I decided to step away as well, um, but start my own network because I absolutely loved it. I'd built up this incredible network of people you know, because you came along to them. Actually, my last event was that event in August that you came along to, that big summer event. And um, so I rebranded as the Ribbons Network. I wanted to take everything that um, I loved. So the collaboration, the no lockout, the kind of everyone's welcome, we're supporting Mm -hmm. each other, but um, invite men in and make it a membership business because chasing people every month is not fun. (laughs) No, it's been amazing to watch the growth of that. But what I've loved is the full circle of services that you now offer. And you've added in the charity as well. So tell us a bit more about that full circle of services. It's very exciting. So earlier this year, um, so in September 2019, I had a little boy. I had my little Louie. And um, since then kind of did... We're not going to mention the C word, but since then did a lot of kind of personal development, took my business in lots of different ways, worked on myself a lot. um, And I thought it's time to bring in myself into the business world. It's my mum, my history, my past, my childhood is something that I've never, ever spoken about professionally. I didn't want to be kind of felt sorry for anything like that. That's not my bag at all. 
Um, but in the Ribbons Network, we have a charity at every meet. We have a raffle at every meeting. And before all of this, we raise money for small local charities. So we'd normally ask our speaker to nominate a charity. And I thought, that's great. We're kind of raising between like 50 and 100 pound each meeting, which is lovely. But I feel like I can make a big difference. And something that um, was really apparent when mum went into the Priory is that there is zero, zero support for the children, for the young adults um, who are alongside this journey, who need the support Mm. arguably more um, because their whole life has been impacted. So We are in the process of setting up the Ribbons Foundation, which is going to be supporting children and young adults who have been impacted by a loved one's addiction. And that will start with mental health support. Um, And then once we're kind of on a right track with the mental health support, we will then add in educational support. So whether they're at school, at college, they've left school or college Mm. and they want career help, they want a mentor. Yeah. um, It's, it's going to be giving them that um, support. And the, the way that it comes into the full circle is we're going to be raising money through the network, which I said, we're going to be running events through the network and outside of the network. But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be using the amazing business owners that we've got in the network to offer these services. We've got amazing mental health um, professionals in the network across all of our locations. We've got incredible business owners who want to be mentors, who want to help with the education. That's the um, way to do things, isn't it? It's to use yeah. your network. And But I think what you've um, brilliantly brought together is voice and you're giving people a, a voice in networking. You're giving people a voice in videoing you're now giving a voice to the the children that are being affected by addiction so that they don't have to work the stuff out when they're much older they can work it out there and then which gives them the ability to grow up differently which I think is amazing Jay well done um if there's one lesson that you've learned that you want every entrepreneur to know what would it be my one lesson is to surround yourself with people who inspire you and people who will support you. Yeah. Um, and by that, I mean, you might be listening to this and you might have an amazing partner, you might have an amazing best friend, you might have amazing family. But by surrounding yourself with people that support you and um, I can't remember what I said first, um, it's people that get it, people with their own businesses, people with similar challenges, um, because, you know, I've got a family that support me, but they don't necessarily understand everything that I'm going through. So surrounding myself with people that inspire me and support me just is next level for me. That's brilliant. And honestly, that's what this book and podcast has been about is gathering these stories together because I don't know these stories and I've known a lot of these people for a long time. So it has, it's been so inspiring to read the books and to listen to the podcasts to see where everybody comes from, but where we are now and where we want to get to is just as important. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favourite business book? So my favourite business book um, is, it's called Built to Sell by John Warrillow, Warrillow, um, and I read it earlier this year. It's, um, sometimes business books are a bit like, a bit 
I don't know, I can never get into them. I prefer to sit and listen to a story. Um, This kind of goes through a story and it's all about, um, is your business ready to sell? Mm. And it's something that I've never thought about before. And it's actually something that I don't really want to do. Mm. But what it helped me think about was, okay, where would I need it? Where do I need to get it so it can be sold? And it's all about um, niching and it's all about a process. So it talks about this graphic design company who are doing brilliantly but they could never sell because they offer so many different services. They are, have so many different types of clients. Um, so what the what his coach, who's coaching him through this, essentially allows him to do is say, right, okay, what, what's the favorite thing that you do in your business? And he said, logo design, which we both know lots of graphic designers. You know, logo design is like this much of their business probably, but he said logo designs. So this guy said, right, you are now a logo design agency everything else you get rid of and he was like but I have huge retained clients who we do brochures and leaflets and event design and he said no you're going to leave it he said because if you're doing all this bitty work you're never going to be able to sell his accountant was not having any of it his team were not having any of it he got rid of his whole team he got a new team he focused on sales because he knew what he was selling they knew what they were selling and he through niching and through letting go of something that was actually quite scary, he built up this business that was really, really able to sell. And I won't spoil the end for you and tell you whether he sells it or not. Um, it's a really me. good book, really good book. I'm on the edge of my seat, Jade. Edge of my seat. <laughs> Jade, this has been absolutely amazing. And thank you for sharing your story because there will be people that are listening to this that will now suddenly think, crikey, I can talk about the things from my past because it's given me a positive future. And that is inspiring in itself. Well done, you. I cannot wait to see what you do next. Oh, thank you, Trudy. And thank you so much for your opportunity. <laughs> thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. And if you're ready for more motivation, please go to my website and buy the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world. But wait, there's more. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership for knowledge, accountability, networking, co-working and support. We will give you the knowledge that you need in a workshop, and the support and encouragement to implement for the growth of your business. More details are available on my website, thedaisychaingroup.com.